boom, baby, we're back with another good one. Ooh, we got to go in another favorite of mine. Nick Natoli joins us. If you don't remember him for the first time, I love these kinds of people. I love him. Uh, he lives in L.A. He's an all-around artist, rapper, producer, singer, songwriter, content creator, uh, believes in reptilian people from Alpha Draconis, believes in, you know, likes QAnon, loves Trump, and raps about political stuff, crazy right-wing QAnon stuff. He's got a good new song now about canceling Disney. Check it out on YouTube, Nick Natoli. Um, he's, he was on a, uh, an amazing reality TV show with Jewel. I love this guy. This is such a good conversation. Eh, you know, I had a few drinks in me. We might have gotten carried away a little bit, but it was a short one. I'm going to do it again with him, of course. And um, you guys are going to like this episode. I know you are. This is right up. Uh, if you like, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you're going to like this episode. You already know. Uh, give him a follow, Nick Natoli on Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. And um, also right now, we cover a little business. I'm trying to be a back-to-back winner of the Kansas City Magazine's Best Local Podcast. So if you could do me a quick little favor, head on over to KansasCityMag.com. Select the little best of icon. You'll see it. And go down like arts and culture or something like that. Best local podcast and put Neanderthal podcast. Let's go back to back. It'd be great. I could, I don't know. It'd be just fun. Just a fun to rub it into the other local podcasters. All these square podcasts out there. There ain't nobody doing it out there like Neanderthal podcast. I'll tell you that right now. This is the best podcast in Kansas City. I've been saying it for years and I still believe it. And this episode is going to showcase why. This was a good episode. Um, and if you would like to support me, as always, uh, patreon.com slash Podcast For $5 a month, you get the video version. You get one of these little uh, Neander Club magnets. You get extra content on there. It's a lot of fun. Or if you just want the video versions and you just want to support me, it's a dollar a month. So head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast for that. Outside of that, let's do the damn thing. Boom. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. We'll know topic is off limits. Now here's your host, Mind Daddy, and Voida Soul. Thank you for coming to the Inner Talk Podcast. Boom, talk, boom. In three, two, one. All right, we're starting. Here we go. We're just going to continue our conversation. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Nick Natoli's back. He said he remembers me. I definitely remember you, Ryan. Yeah. He even remembers my name from that long ago, right? <laughs> wink, wink. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Man, what have you been up to? I've, I've, been, I've been paying attention to you. I think you're one of those dudes I think about all the time. Like you live rent free in my head, but, <laughs> but in a good way. Like I'm always, I'm always looking at what you're doing. I check in, I'm checking your music out because it's always, you've always, you're, you're very prolific. Like you're right. You're writing. It seems all the time and put stuff out there. Like, would you consider yourself, uh, 
like more of a content creator than like a musical artist or like what are you right now yeah i mean for me man like i do everything as you know like i sing i rap i produce i mix i master i do my own videos with the help of my fiance i edit them i do the effects and stuff um but what i really have mastered is being consistent like i put out 100 percent. it's crazy put out, yeah more content more music uh, more videos more photos more sponsorships you name it more podcasts uh, than any other artist in the world, I think. And I'm really proud of that fact because for me, it's just about working and how ambitious am I and how much drive do I have? And you see that on a daily basis. So that's really what I would say I'm quote unquote best at right now. The best in the West. There you go. Call out your boy. Uh, I do have a guy that I can, uh, I can definitely challenge you with as far as like hardest working dude in the game like that. Oh, who's that? <clears throat> His name is C.W. The Youngblood. C.W. The Youngblood. Is he, he's a rapper? He's a rapper. He's from Kansas. So that name. Yeah, he's from Kansas City. Um, he's He's been making some moves. He's legit. He's really good. He's one of my favorite artists. I got um, But so last year, he put out a song every single day. Oh, okay. That for, is more consistent than me. For 365 oh. days, he did it. Wow. And, I, you know, I had him on the podcast, like I've become friends with him and just like, I, so I talked to him even outside of the podcast and just like, like he doesn't, it's not like he does like, oh, I'll, I'm going to do 10 today. And then, and then for the next 10 days, I can just lay him out. Right. Every single day he does one. He did one every single day. He's like, I don't care. Like what I have to do, like whatever, if I'm out eating a burger somewhere with my girl and I didn't get my song out. Like I have to be like, yo, I got to get to the studio right now and like record shit real quick and like That's stop. Very everything. Admirable. That's crazy, man. He's got over. And, and before that he has over a hundred projects, like a hundred albums. Jesus. Well, and yeah, he's good. And he's yeah. good. It's like, fu he's funny. He's it's. If you so, have the talent and the drive to put a song out every day, I can only imagine that you have albums and albums of work previously. That's yeah. Hard worker, man. Sounds like it. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome to see, but it's awesome. I love seeing that guy. I love seeing you. That's just working that hard. Thanks, what, it, it's great. Likewise, man. I see you still uploading every, every other day, every other week or whatever, and always a new post or something exciting going on, on your page. So Likewise, yeah, man. Brother. Thanks, dude. I, 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 I hustle as, as hard as I can. Like I do a podcast once a week and I've been going for about four years now and almost always a different guest. The only, the only times if I miss a week is because I had a guest cancel on me mm. like last minute too. like, they'll just no call, no show or that's no, the worst. Yeah, it is the fucking worst, man. <laughs> But, you know, I'm not paying these people. They don't owe me anything. Sure, so sure. whatever. They just get the blacklist. Like, I'm like, all right, you're not coming back. It's the best podcast in Kansas City. And that's you right. just got blacklisted. That's right. Right. Sorry. sorry, not sorry. Yeah, man. It's, it's funny in the music industry. Like people just think that like normal rules don't apply like in the in the normal work field. But I come from the normal work field. I'm like, I was selling phones at T-Mobile and fucking stacking boxes at UPS before this rap shit started. So if you no call, no show on me, homie, like you're fucked. I'm, I'm you're right. out of the game. Like I never bringing you back to my studio again. 100 percent. Yeah, You worked at UPS. Yeah, dude. I did a UPS gig for a hot minute. 
Oh, did you? What, oh, yeah. what, what department were you in? I was loading vehicles, loading, tra- loading trailers. Same, same. But I was doing it on an eight ball of cocaine every night. No my, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my boss was slanging it. So I couldn't wait to get to work. And I, and I wanted to stay all night. And I would stack oh, up. Oh, my these, gosh. I would stack up these boxes all high as fuck, dude. And at the end of the day, like, my boss would come in and be like, what kind of weird fucking hexagon triangle are you <laughs> fucking stack the boxes normally i thought i did like something like michelangelo and they're like we we can't use this oh man i you know there was a certain how old were you when you were doing that i was like a long time ago i think i was like 19 20 i'm I'm 34 now so damn yeah i was like i was fresh out of basic training because i that's all i serve man I didn't serve. I did basic training. I said I was fresh out of basic training. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story I've told a couple of times, but I'll, I'll do the quick, quick version. Please. I went to, yeah, I, I went, to <clears throat> I went to basic training fresh out of high school and uh, did basic training for back when I used to do it back when I went in, I think it was nine weeks long. And I think now it's eight weeks or seven, but it was nine weeks back then. And on the eighth week, my drill sergeant called me into his office, which is not a good thing. Never a good thing to get called into <laughs> sure. at any point. You know, he's not calling you in to like <laughs> promote you. You know, it's not like, oh my God, you're the best fucking cadet we've ever had. How would you like to be an officer? <laughs> no, he was like, uh, Westo, what's your deal? I he basically said, I've never met anybody with as little military bearing as you <laughs> after this long. In basic training, he goes, he goes, son, you have one of two options. One, you can redo basic training. (laughs) Or two, there's this thing called the chapter 11. And uh, we can just do that. And it's like you were never here. We'll uh, we'll send your ass on a Greyhound bus back to fucking Kansas. And off you go like you never did it. And you were like, hoorah, (laughs) send me on that fucking thing. I said, uh, Sergeant Green. Get that greyhound ready. Let's go. <laughs> Get that greyhound ready. Wait, so what was the motivation to go? Because I know you have your family served in the military. Your dad, you were talking about. So was that part of it or? Honestly, um, man, you, know, nobody, you know what? No one's really ever asked me that question. And I've never. I've never really had to answer that question. What was my motivation in doing it was honestly. Uh, so being a military, I can break this rule. I can break this down if you want. Like, yeah, you want to get personal? You yeah, want to get pretty, real? Pretty interested in the military stuff, man. All right. Well, because this isn't um, this isn't really too military related. Uh, well, being a military brat, you jump around, you move around a lot. Um, I was a soccer. Uh, I was really good at soccer. I excelled. Soccer was my life. I was really, really good in high school. And then my senior year, I moved to Leavenworth, Kansas. Fuck Leavenworth. I hate that place. <laughs> Still, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy that holds a grudge. I'm 42 years old. This was when I was 17 and 18. I still hate. I still hate Leavenworth. <laughs> I'm a child, man. I got Peter Pan syndrome. What do you want me to I say? Same. <laughs> and um i i i had such a bad experience with that soccer coach and that soccer team i quit mid-season and that's not that's like just not it's like you quitting rapping right now like fuck this dude that the fuck this producer i worked with i quit the game sure 
And it was basically like that. And, you know, my goal after, before that was, you know, I'm going to easily get a scholarship to wherever I want and play. Well, that just put a bad taste in my mouth. And I said, fuck soccer, fuck college. Like, what am I going to do? Oh, let me go take a test. Uh, is it called the ASFAB for, for the military? Yep. Uh, so I took the ASFAB test, scored really well on it, could basically pick whatever job I wanted. And, um, you know, my dad had some connections with some um, software and technology people. And this was back in 1998. And uh, so I was like, oh, well, you know what? If I just get a computer, like get dope ass in a computer program in the army, uh, my MOS for all those out there was 74 Bravo, which was a computer analyst. And it was a six-year assignment, dude. Jeez. It was this. I signed up at 18 for a six-year bid in the army. So I'm Jeez. glad I got out. Like that was a blessing in the size. Get this guy's getting out. I think, but uh, you know, it's always hindsight's 2020, and it, you could look at it. Whatever happened, happened. Like I quit and had. A, I've had a great life. But however, I do think like if I would have stuck with it and got some fucking discipline and military bearing, like maybe I probably should have instead of just having fun at basic training because I had fun. (laughs) Like I had fun, dude. I had fun. You're not supposed to have fun. You know, it's not a fraternity. It's not. (laughs) Um, But I could have gotten really good with computers and then some software type shit in the early 2000s. Sure. You know, who knows? I could be a fucking millionaire that would have died. I, I was, I was going to say <laughs> I would have been a millionaire and I would have probably joined the 27 club. But you weren't you weren't pushed into it by your family. That's kind of what I was. No. OK, about. not um, at all. So uh, part of the reason that's funny, uh, part of the reason why I assume and why I told my drill sergeant why I don't have military bearing, because he was concerned like he had he had a we had a one-on-one conversation it was like a podcast it would have been an amazing <laughs> podcast you should get him on as a guest i couldn't find that guy he's probably <laughs> dead he probably i bet he remembers me though <clears throat> i bet he remembers me because drill sergeants are only drill sergeants for like two years that's right uh so i have a few classes he probably remembers me uh what was i saying what was the where was i uh, computer tech, leaving the military. Oh, you were asking <clears throat> if, you're, if your family. Pushed oh, you if my dad. dad pushed me into it. I'm sorry. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm having this conversation with, with the drill sergeant. And he's kind of like, yo, what's the deal? Why don't you have any military bearing? Like, where's your <laughs> discipline? Like, you've done eight weeks of doing this shit. And you're right. like, still like just fresh off the street. Just super in shape. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was like, honestly, dude, I think what it is, is, um, my dad is an officer and my dad takes me and does everything with me. He takes me hunting. He takes me fishing. Like he's a great, great dad. And his friends are all of his officer friends. So, uh, major so-and-so and Colonel so-and-so and captain so-and-so that's rad, dude. They're Joe. Mike, James, and Jimmy to me. You know what I mean? They're not like, oh, sir, yes, sir. Uh, uh, Major James, uh, uh, Major Happy, uh, Major Happy. You know what I mean? It's not, it's like, right. I, it's, I don't have that. When you're, see, you know, when you go in the military, you're, you're going in as a, a, 
enlisted. You know, you're never going to become an officer. So you could be, you can be a 40 year old master sergeant and you have to salute a 19, uh, a 20 year old right. uh, lieutenant. If they outrank you, sure. They, and they will. Every officer will outrank you. Right. No matter how you can get it the highest and you still have to salute the, uh, the lowest officer. And, and what you see is on the enlisted side, there is a great, great divide. There is a great divide. There really is the other side of the train tracks. You know, there's the enlisted folks and there's the, the, the officers. And you're not, there's just supposed to be like, the enlisted people look at the officers like, whoa, they're the hoity-toity fancy people on the other. Right. We, don't, we don't, you know, fraternize with them. <laughs> we don't but, like your kind. Yeah, <laughs> and basically what I am, I'm an enlisted person that was like grown up amongst the rich society of, you know, like gotcha, that type gotcha. of, if you're doing that analogy, like right, I grew right. up, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a super blue collar dude that grew up with, you know, it's just in that, in the military sense. And so that's why I was like, I just, it's not like they don't, it's not that I, I respect them, but like enlisted people get very intimidated by officers. And it just, I didn't get intimidated by that other, just, people to me and so i just i could never get that grasp um but yes they never pushed me into it um my so yeah my dad was a really great dad and a personable dad he wasn't like a a stereotypical military father like get up and wait you know make your bed and i want to see 45 degree corners on the uh, hospital corners you know what i mean like you know you're gonna have a buzz cut like no i mean i was getting dreadlocks playing soccer uh, playing my music loud listening to hip-hop doing whatever i wanted yeah you know not doing whatever i wanted there was some a lot of structure and discipline there but it wasn't like what you would think of, of most military so that's my uh, military story there man crazy bro yeah were you wearing have you been wearing that hat this whole time i have i just flipped it around for you though oh okay nice <laughs> i always think about getting that there's a corner uh, people listening that are locally, there's a place called Knob Town here in the Kansas City area, and it's kind of white trash. There's like a strip joint here across the street is a massage parlor. Okay, like it's massage parlor next to like a vintage store where they sell like stripper outfits, and then roses on this part of the corner, and then on this classy part of town, basically. Yeah, and then this other part, there's this like this couple that's always selling uh trump stuff wow right on it's just the hats the the flags i mean they're still doing it like he's still i i, I would like to get one of those hats because i think that's going to be a real good piece of history definitely do it brother you're a big trumper yeah huge trumper okay yeah. i knew it i knew it is that part of your motivation with your music so those of you that don't know that we're finally getting to, you know, you are a very controversial rapper or a uh, musician artist. You're more than just a rapper. Thank you. I don't I know. What do you that. like to be? What would you, what would you like to be called? Artist? Yeah. Yeah. An artist. Cool. I think you're an artist. Thank you, brother. Yeah. I got really, I, come like a part of the motivation. I started out obviously with just the love and passion for music. And then once I saw that there was an Avenue where I could really express my political views and change people's minds or alter what they think a little bit with, you know, what, I, what I'm saying in my music, that's where I 
did get motivation to kind of go harder with the political rap and the stuff that I'm doing politically. But um, at the end of the day, man, I, I just love making music, any genre, any type. Um, I think I mentioned this before, but yeah, I've charted in, you know, hip hop and in R&B and, and metal. Um, Country. I, I, yeah, I do it all, man. So for me, it's just chords and music and melody that lift my soul. And if I can help change, you know, your vote this year a little bit or, you know, the aggregate society for the better with my music, then I'm all about it. Hmm. Yeah. Where do I go with that? There's a lot of ways to go with that. Um, <clears throat> I'm not anti-Trump. I certainly didn't vote for fucking Biden. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't I, think anybody did. <laughs> yeah. What, how long, when did you first start getting, because like we talked on our last podcast, how you, you know, you you like, to, do you still believe in lizard people? I do. Okay. I do. Still on that train. All right. Do you have any idea? All right. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's a, it's years of research, man. Like it's God. it's basically like if we if we have a conversation about this, it's not fair to you because I'm I'm walking and talking with over like twelve years of of deep research. I'm talking like big long novels, all fucking eight hour documentaries. I've really sunk my teeth into this subject. So when I talk about it, like, I know it sounds crazy, but it sounded crazy. It sounded crazy to me too. I mean, it was, I the, most, it was the most unbelievable thing until I really researched it. Does, um, your, girl, does your girl believe in it? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say so. I mean, <laughs> you know, like she believes in me and therefore beautiful because she believes in me a little bit, but not really. All if, right, if, good. <laughs> If she was not with me, guaranteed, she wouldn't be talking about lizard people and flat earth and none of this stuff. Like, <laughs> wait, you're a flat earth. You're not a flat I'm not, earther. I'm not a flat earther. Okay, no. we got in that last time, and I was like, wait, but you, because you didn't know much about it, and I was surprised. I, don't, I still don't. I still don't because I don't think it fucking matters. <laughs> but do like, do reptilian people matter? I I think that they do. I think that they do. Listen, at the end of the day, if you if you want to move the reptilian thing out of it and just call it power and control you know at the top levels a conspiracy of money and multi-billionaires who control the world that's fine i just happen to believe that some of those people are involved with reptilian aliens that that come yeah, from yeah. alpha draconis star okay. system i know i know i know I hold think- on i gotta get an ice cube hold on okay i'm gonna grab the water <clears throat> I love this guy. <laughs> I fucking love this guy. A feeling is mutual, brother. What's up? The feeling is mutual, brother. Here's the thing. Our about stars, what? Uh, I love you too, man. Oh, um, I didn't know you could hear that. I was <laughs> off in the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard you. You've got a microphone in the room so yeah yeah here's the thing this system that we're all on from the federal reserve the money that's printed the way we're all slaves and sheep at work the way everything works is so well con- um, constructed that it, it's possible to say that a human being did not construct it because it it works it, you know it ebbs and flows like nothing else i mean there's 
you know, even coronavirus really couldn't stop the flow of the world. We still all wake up in the morning, go to work, slave away. So I'm saying that that system is so intelligent that it's possible that it's AI intelligence and that it's not human intelligence. So like dumb down what I believe, that's, that's a good way of kind of putting it. Okay. I'm not like, terribly against it. Like, uh, like <clears throat> many of my listeners know, I like I was on this kick for a long time with uh, simulation theory. So, I mean, I guess if you, I mean, when you yeah, incorporate that, theory? what simulation, is this the matrix? Like we're basically okay. stuck inside a yeah. computer. Yeah. Like if you just look at where technology is going right now, like if we look at Pong, look where Pong was, the video game Pong, the two yeah. little dots going back and forth uh, 40, yep. 40 years ago, whatever the fuck it was. Um, <clears throat> like, like say it was like 40 years ago. I don't even think it was that long. And then look at the virtual reality we have now. Look how fast that technology has gone. And yeah. you see Oculus Rift, you got Meta coming. And you just look at look at the movie or the book, uh, Ready Player One or Ready yeah, Player Ready Two. Player One, Steven Spielberg. Um, that was the director, the, the, the right, it was a great book. The, the movie wasn't even anything, anything close to the book. I never read the book. You like audiobooks? Um, I better, better than actually having to read something like that. Probably. Yeah. Phenomenal audiobook. Will Wheaton. Do you know who Will Wheaton is? That name sounds very familiar. He was the kid in Star Trek, like the old school Star Trek. And then he was also on the, what's that, what's that show with the nerds that everybody loved? That was oh, horrible. Um, uh, bang, the uh, big bang theory. There it is. He was, he was like uh, a reoccurring yeah, character that's, in that that's sometime. Where, that's where I know him from. Okay. I'm looking him up right now. Let me tell you something. Uh, he's a really good voice actor and he voice acts ready player one. That's okay. great. Listen to it. It's not even, it's nothing like it's. Well, what do you think about like the ready player one and how that's kind of in our society right now and where that's all going? Cause that, well, that's that, what I'm saying. That's the, that's, that's me, the bro. point. Like, so let's, you see where that's going right right now right. the the rate so you see where that technology is going yep. and you can see if it gets even better where it's like indiscernible from real life yep. Would, wouldn't you get sucked into that I'll, I'll i'll help you out with this one right now brother so check it out what is the latest and greatest thing that's happening in the world right now it's i can be whoever i want to be i can be i don't have to be black and a male i can be a female named nicole and i can be this and i can be that well, that's where simulation theory is going to really fucking take mm -hmm. off. Because now, if you think about the movie Ready Player One, the guy is a girl. It's a black girl who's behind that big uh, manly Artemis. character. Artemis. Exactly. Yeah. So what's to stop people from actually being able oh, to... Wait, no, it wasn't Artemis. It was... Uh, what, what, what was what was that person's who, name? Wh whoever the, that male character was. It's a girl who's voicing it. He doesn't know that for half the movie, and he finds yep. out that it's a girl. So what's to stop people from creating their own avatars in their likeness, in their image, with their sexuality, with their skin color that they want, and be actually able to go out into the world and live like this? That's, if anything, that's what they're pushing for right now, especially the Democrats with this whole, you know, fucking trans lives matter and, um, you know, everything that's happening with the trans kids. It's like, it's a perfect example of how this is going to really affect our world in the aggregate in, in the matrix, dude. Well, so going along to that, like when you, I'll, I'll cut off that for a second, but we can't sure. definitely get there because I've sure, talked sure. about that on the show before. But so you see that, that, tr that, trajectory of that technology where it would be indiscernible and we just get wrapped up in that 
well, let's pretend that that's already happened 300 years ago. And we've got four, five, six generations that have been living basically in, in an Oculus Rift because it's oh, so good. good and indiscernible. And that's, that's really where we're at. We, we could be stuck in some pod. Or here's what I like. Here's what, here's what my, <clears throat> what, I, what I think would be amazing. Like my, how, how, what's the best words for this? Um, what, I hope in, what I hope happens after we die. This is what I think, what I would hope would happen. Sure. We wake up in a psychiatrist's chair or couch and we wake up and our doctor goes, what did you learn? Oh, wow. That's deep. And we were, and we're like 18 years old in the real world. And the doctor is Morpheus. (laughs) <laughs> whoever the, the doctor is just some you know maybe a, Fishburne with a it could bit be of some speed. like amazing state funded government program that's actually sure. perfected not like what we think now but like and that's and then we wake up and it's our you know it's our it's our doctor and he goes what yeah. did you learn you know the saying life's a bitch and then you die like i don't really fully believe that i think that the the, the uh, occult the people who control this world know what happens when we die and that they know that it's very pleasant. So therefore this life is meant to be hell. That's why you're stuck with rent payments, car payments, a fucking girl who doesn't understand you and all this fucking terribleness because they know the moment that you die, you go to this wonderful place, whether you believe in God, you believe it's heaven or, or if you're Egyptian, you believe in the afterlife, etc. whatever it is. But I think it's very pleasant because life has been very tough. <laughs> and so I think like, I mean, that's not everybody's story, but for the most part, you know, if you ask people like, you know, they, they could tell you some horror stories about their life. And I'm like, that might be because where we're going after this is really dope, dude. It's just a thought that I had recently. I, I have thoughts like that. One of my thoughts is it has to be good. After death has to be good, no matter, regardless of what you've done, regardless of what you believe. Sure. It has to be good. And I, and I base that on the idea this is my own personal thoughts that i've had you know before i go to bed and and i kind of base that on uh the theory of evolution we all we we consistently evolved because we do things that benefit us what benefits the species what benefits us us what we, we do is why we that's why every species evolves where it does because it's what's beneficial for them if death was so awful and horrible afterwards and there would be no benefit for it, why would we keep doing it? Something would leak over and just be like, prevent us from going there because evolution says you no, dying is so awful and horrible. You can't do it. And then it would just eventually we would just become extinct or something, you know, or just like, I don't know. Totally. That's just a weird um, thought I had. Who knows? I was listening to Alan Moore. He's the uh, comic book writer. He did like the Watchmen and uh, some Batman stuff. And um, oh. he he was talking about death. And he said, I don't understand why people are so obsessed with death in the negative sense. Because if, right, you, look right. at, if you look at a plant or a, or, a, or a seed and how it grows, it's it's ripest and, and sweetest right before it falls off that tree and quote unquote dies. 
So that just really stuck with me. I was like, that's fucking dope, dude. That's such a good idea. Because if you, it's just life on this planet. If you're looking at plants, you can see that's life on this planet and that's how it looks. And if you, if you eat that berry, it's the sweetest and it's got, it's, it's the most enriched right before it falls off the tree. So, okay. Let me give you a pessimistic view at that. Cause it just sure. hit me real quick. Sure. It's never going to get any better. So you die at your pinnacle. You've reached pinnacle, everything, Nirvana, everything. I'm the best tomato I've ever been. I can never be anything more. <laughs> Boom. I'm now it's time to die. It only gets worse from here. Like this is the pinnacle. <laughs> it, could be. it could be, man. <clears throat> um, man, I do have some questions for you. I, I, I really wish I would love to like sit across from you. I think you and I would have such a good likewise brother conversation in person likewise good vibes only um and like i said i love i love like i love people that think like you uh, that are outside the box i love that you think about the rep like thank like i was saying thank god people like you are alive like without thinkers like you without people pushing the envelope and, and challenging other open-minded thinkers to just have a fun conversation life will be so just boring I appreciate that, brother. And likewise, it's good to be able to have conversations with people, even if you don't agree with things or believe the same things, and for it to not get nasty. I mean, I get so much fucking hate on the internet, you have no idea. And I'm like, you've never even met me, bro. Like, you don't even fucking know me. And you're in my DMs, like fucking routing off, calling me all these racist things. And I'm like, I'm a cool dude. Like, you could have just told me, like, I don't believe, you know, that Joe Biden is this or that. And you know what I mean? Like, you can keep it cool. I think that's one of the biggest problems with politics is that people just take it to a really nasty place when you can say, hey, I don't agree with you. And there's a saying called agree to disagree and fucking move on, dude. Like, I'm sure there are some things that we agree about that we could talk about in likeness. And then there's some things that we don't agree about. But if you if you have the mindset that I will always want to learn. So if I'm talking to somebody who, for instance, doesn't believe in the reptilians, I'm still listening because I'm open. I'm always open. I'm like, what am I going to learn from this conversation? And I don't think you're don't open to that. that. <laughs> I think I you know, got I, your I, mind I, made I, up on that. I, I know. I, I do have my mind made up, but I'm, I'm always interested in hearing other people's perspectives and their ideas. Okay. Well, you know, my, I think my, the, wor the world really suffers because people are not so that open and always trying to learn, especially with the red blue fucking politics that are going on right now. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And my big thing is, and it, and it sounds crass at first when I say it, but I don't care what you think. I care how you think. Mm, I like, love I, I don't I love care that. what you think. Like, oh, I don't care. That you, that. I don't care that you believe that there's reptilian people out there. Who am I to say that there aren't? I don't know. I don't, I just want to know why you think that, how you think that, how you got there. Sure. And when it breaks it down to it, you're not a bad dude and you're not an idiot. Like, Thank so you. why do I give a fuck if you think that there's rep? Like, it's fun. Like people, have you read the Bible? Do you know how many Christians are out there? Do you know some of the weird shit that's in the Bible or in the Quran or, 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 or um, oh, what's the, the, the Ganesh, Ganesh and all that, yeah. uh, the Bhagavad Gita, like there's some yeah. weird shit out there. Totally. People living in Wales, God sending bears to kill people because they called somebody bald, sure. uh, a giant flood. Uh, 
Gilgamesh. I mean, it goes on and on with all the different stuff. So every religion has their own, you know, crazy talk or some crazy stories that don't make sense. A lot of them are allegorical or metaphorical, but even still, some some people believe in some wild shit in the world, you know? Um, that's one of the things that I try to expose in my music. But how do you like, not, Nick? How do you not believe in wild shit? It's all fucking wild. Believing everywhere. in the big bang, believing in evolution, be from a primordial fucking soup totally. of these just single-celled organisms, countless trillions amount of them, <laughs> and then just two of them happened to smash together and created two a, a, a two-celled organism, and it just evolved from there to these shrews that turn into humans. Like it's insane. 100%. It's all fucking nuts. When you're dealing with an anomaly, like it's all nuts. Yeah, 100%. When you're dealing with an anomaly like a living, breathing person on a planet with no clarified explanation for how we got here, what our purpose is, we're all just walking around, everybody's going to sound nuts when they start theorizing about it because they don't really have a firm, solidified answer that's based in fact or reality. So just everybody's thought about how we got here, what our purpose is, what we're doing here, who made us, it's going to sound crazy to everybody. Everybody, no matter what you are. And the go-to is, oh, like, like there's really, co- there's just a couple go-tos. Oh, there yeah. was a, a, a being that created us, or it was a, a giant big bang that turned into a primordial soup that created us. Either way. Or aliens. Or like everything. <laughs> like there's so many, but it all, it's all crazy to everybody, but yeah. nobody acts, everybody acts like, it's not crazy for me to think that some being that had just always existed. Nothing created this. There's a God. Nothing created that. Nothing. What created God? What created God? Yeah. I don't know. It just was always there. Always. There was never a beginning. Yep. Just always. But, but they're not crazy to have that thought is not crazy in society, but to believe, uh, uh, alpha draconis had uh, some fucking komodo dragons fucking sent here four million years ago that that turned into hillary clinton and joe biden that's you know that's crazy yeah sure um i, I completely agree man when you when you ask anybody about this topic it's like you, you, i don't know this is an anomaly like what what just us talking right now through this fucking laptop right now somehow this signal has trans we don't fucking know how like you're a tech guy i know you don't know how this fucking signal oh i'm not a tech guy i got you fooled (laughs) so you know what i'm saying like i'm a whiskey guy anomalies Our, our entire world our entire reality is an anomaly it's it's not something that's just you know to look over and and to not think is crazy it's crazy and what i try to do in my music is really exploit satanists because it is a belief system. It, yep. it, there is a hierarchy of it. It does reach to the highest fucking levels of military and fucking politics and stuff. But most people are like, oh, Satanism, that's not real. I don't believe in that. I don't give a fuck if you believe in that. There are people that are diehard Satanists that believe in it. Like, look up Anton LaVey. Look up Sammy Davis and Anton LaVey. You know what I mean? You're Sammy Davis Jr. You're going to see some shit. So it doesn't matter if you believe it. There are people that are acting in Hold concert. On. I'm writing that down. Oh, Sammy Davis Jr. and Anton LaVey. Most no, people, I, you know, you can't talk shit on Sammy dude, Davis. I'm Jr. telling you right now, he, he's one of the biggest uh, and greatest Satanists of all time. 
And I didn't know that until I did my research either. So uh, Sammy Davis Jr. went down to the fucking... Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and who? Who am I and researching? Anton, A-N-T-O-N, and then LeVay, L-E-V-A-Y. I'm looking this shit up, man. Oh, I'm going to look brother. into oh, this. You have to, brother. I, I, I trust I will L- listen everything you've told me last time I've looked into I was gonna say I, you sound like you did I did and I've also watched all of we talked about this in DMs but I watched all of your VH uh not VH, I know, and I need to watch I need to watch that show you you sent me the DM I'll, I'll check it out where can I find it though do I have to rent it I don't know where you can find it now. Right. I'll fi- I can try and find I'll it and it. send That's you. That's a fair I- deal. You watch my show. I'll watch your show. Uh, what was your show <laughs> called? Hold on. Don't don't tell me. I paid for your show. Not that I you know. got any money from it, but I did pay for your show. I, a couple of cents, and I appreciate it. Help with gas with Biden's prices. Uh, well, I listen to your songs, too, so you get paid that way, too. All what right was on, that bro. fucking... Uh, God damn it. Platinum hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Platinum hits. Platinum hits. With Jewel, yeah. that remember our last that I went off on Jewel last time. Yeah, I hate Jewel. <laughs> she was so hot on that show. She was right. It was like the hottest she ever was. You know what it was? She was she pregnant. Was pregnant. She, was, she had the inner glow. Thighs a little thicker. I loved it. Gosh, she looked good. She did. Did you? Yeah, we talked a little bit about it. Yeah, I, I had a uh, I had another reality TV guy on my podcast. Oh, yeah, Not too long show. ago, he was on Hell's Kitchen. Mm. You ever watch that? Yeah, my uh, the people that were working on Platinum Hit were working on Hell's Kitchen too. So, oh, nice. He was on the the latest uh, season. He was oh, right guy, yeah, his name's Jay. He was from Kansas City. Is he a good cook? He's amazing. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, it was, oh. he he's an idiot. He was such an <laughs> idiot. I love him. He but. He didn't know anything about the show. He just like heard about it and like was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it and gets on it and like didn't prepare or didn't know what to do for anything. I was like, you didn't like have any game plan or anything. So he like so you have to make your first dish to like impress him. And he made like a dumb dish that he shouldn't have made and just ah, he got kicked off early. But is yeah, it, he's a, it's Gordon Ramsay, right? Yep. It's Gordon Ramsay. He's still on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause it's been a couple of years. I didn't know if they started outsourcing and now we got Gordon Ramsay's assistant who hosts the show or nope, it was, uh, it was, and they were in you know Vegas. How they do us. Yeah. And they were in Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. He's yeah, they, cool. I went to the restaurant in Vegas. Uh, oh, uh, nice. Like Gordon Ramsay's thing. Yeah. I remember seeing you make a couple posts. I think you were with your girl, your fiance yep. in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. We're celebrating, uh, their, her parents anniversary. Okay. Cause then I went for the first time and I was like, Oh, are you, I I didn't know how often you were in Vegas or I was hoping maybe like, where'd you stay brother? So like I said, the first time I went, when we were talking off air, that was the first time I went ever. I've been four times in a year. Okay. You love it, huh? I love it, dude. I fucking love it. You got that Vegas energy, bro. Oh my God. I love it. I don't even gamble. (laughs) I'm not even a big gambler. Last time. I gambled a lot and lost more than I should have. <laughs> I got fucking carried away and stupid. It don't matter. Um, so usually the Venetian. I did three times at the Venetian, like two times the Venetian, one That's at the Pal- and one at the Palazzo, which is the same thing. Yep. And then one time at Caesars. But I, I was I went Venetian, then Caesars, and I was like, Caesars is cool, 
but you can't fuck with the Venetian. You can't fuck with the Venetian. (laughs) You can't like every room is a suite. So it's like you get a giant ass suite. You give the, 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 when you check in, give the guy 20 bucks, ask for a view. You'll get like on the 33rd floor, have a dope ass view for 20 bucks more. And, and and it's, it's the great, it really is the best. I I can't imagine. Like, I don't want to stay anywhere else. I would stay at the win. The wind's nice. Where did we stay last time? Bellagio? Yeah, we're at the Bellagio. Bellagio I nice. would I could stay at the Bellagio. Bellagio dude, was the probably next dude. time you go, the Bellagio's uh room service cheeseburger is the best cheeseburger I've ever had in my life. Okay. And that's that's real talk. What, what is, they, okay. I don't know what they do, bro, but this their food, everything there is delicious. Any room service at the Bellagio is fucking top notch. But their cheeseburger, it's like a double cheeseburger with like grilled onions melts in your fucking mouth like nothing i've ever had oh boy i like that i do like a good burger so like that's one of the reasons why i keep going back to vegas is because i'm a foodie i love food food yeah you hit the buffets or were they open uh the last time i went a couple months ago and some of the buffets were open but i didn't go um oh you gotta hit the wind buffet man it's like famous I know. I do need Crazy. to hit that. There's a few places. Um, last time I went, the person I went with was sick most of the time, so we didn't do as much crazy stuff. But um, sure. inside the Venetian, there's this place called Noodle Asia, mm. and that's my. It's one of my favorite restaurants in this 42 years of living my life. Noodle Asia. I gotta try. It. I've never been. It's yeah. It's just. It's not even anything like crazy expensive or fancy. It's just. Asian soups and dumplings and Ooh. all that shit, but it's so good. Like it's so good. I could fuck up some dumplings. Mm-hmm. Love me some dumplings. <laughs> um, what motivates you to keep? So yeah, I I want to get real with you. Yeah. Um. Let's get real, brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you are always rapping or singing uh producing whatever you're always creating content of like i would say right wing conservative and then mixing with conspiracy theory but 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 when it breaks down it's anti-left let's say it's anti-left like your entertainment stuff that you create let's say is anti-left is that fair to say yeah sure and but it also itches a certain itch on the right that's like i don't want to say far right because then you start getting into some like stupid nat white nationalist bullshit talk right, right. which is like way out there and i don't think it's fucking super real like it's yeah. out there but it's like get the fuck out of here with that it's not prevalent but you tickle this itch on the fringes that are on the right yeah is that fair to say too sure sure Okay. With that being said, is a lot of what you do to kind of cater to that niche? Or is that like really like that's just what you you are hardcore into that and you just happen to be a talented musical artist? So you gear yourself towards that? Or is part of it like, yo, this is a market I can tap into? Yeah, man, at the end of the day, like, I, I'm evolving every day as a, as a person, as a human being, as a man. 
So like we're, when we talked a year ago, I'm not in the same place that I was then. And the people that talked to me three years ago, I'm not in the same place as I was then. So it's ever changing. But the thing that never changes is consciousness, free thinking and enlightenment. So, you know, one thing I'd like to clarify is like, I don't hate gay people. I don't hate trans people. I don't hate people. That I love. never said you did. You don't have to no, clarify no, but, that with yeah. me. But some people, <laughs> some people have because of my oh, content. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. And I don't, I, you know, I don't hate um people that i don't think you hate anybody i don't think you you don't seem like the dude that (laughs) hates anybody man you're not like a hater you You stole the words from my mouth i can get that from you from a mile away dude you're not a fucking hater dude but like you know there's certain people that because i'm all love i do feel a, a responsibility to stand up for one of them right now is us men that like pussy that are straight where's our flag we don't have one. And oh, they're I, got, like, I got a pussy flag right here. You just can't see it. <laughs> well, I know you do, but for the, for the <laughs> aggregate, you know, so right now I'm, I'm realizing that we're getting pushed aside. You know, it's not just the straight white males. It's the straight black males, it's any straight males right now. And they're like, well, you had your time. The past 50 years has been your time. Like, no, motherfucker, we weren't out marching with our flags. So if you're going to be, um, you know, putting out your gayness and your transness and being proud and getting a flag and fucking trying to change uh, laws about it. I feel like men who are just straight men who love being with women and love, you know what I mean? We need to organize <laughs> and we need to maintain that because by the time, <laughs> by the time I don't know I we need kids, to organize. Know like, what it is. Aren't we already organized? Don't we got like... I, I, I feel like we are slow, slowly becoming the minority as opposed to the majority. And so right now, that's a big part of what I'm standing up for. Um, you know, I love Donald Trump, dude. I, I fucking love Donald Trump. If he wasn't president, I love Donald Trump on The Apprentice. You know, I love what comes out of his mouth. You're he fired. Makes me, he makes me laugh so fucking hard. He's fucking hilarious. I've been saying that he's forever. He's a, he's a comedian. He's a comedian. He, he's he fucking, really his is. timing's re- Like, one of the things I love to bring up is at one of the debates, at one of the debates he brought all of bill clinton's accusers all the females up and sat them in the front row like that is so fucking gangster there's not a politician that would they would have thought that but they never would have done it he did it like bring them up put them in the front row when i'm debating hillary clinton Oh, my, it's so good. My favorite quote is when they're like, you called women fat and disgusting. Only and Rosie O'Donnell. Only Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So like, listen, at it's the so end of good. the day, we haven't had a politician like this, I don't think ever. And when he speaks, I know he speaks from the heart and what he's about. If you look at all the things that he's done, man, he's about some really great stuff. Uh, and so I mean, that's what I'm behind. That's what my look, message is about. And I'm trying look, to man. people up to that. Look, man, I, I like I get what you're like. What's good hey, right for, now? Tr- what, Trump, what, Trump or Biden? Which one right now? Well, of course, Trump. That's what, but, I'm, but, that's what I'm saying. Those um, are for sure. If those are the only two options, sure. Um, Trump or Hillary Clinton? Yeah, of course. Uh, Trump over quite a few people. Trump or uh, Obama? How about Trump or Tulsi Gabbard? Oh, that's that's a good one. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> yeah, of course. But like, what about how about this? How about uh, uh how about this? I give you a super tough one. I'm going to give you a super tough one, but I want you to think about it. Don't give me a react. Don't give me an sure. instant reaction. Think sure. about this for a second. Trump DeSantis. That's their. That's the bill. Mm. 
versus Tulsi Gabbard and God damn it. Who's the one? Who's the one eyed guy? God damn it. The one eyed guy, the one eyed guy, the patch. He's got the patch. Do you know what I mean? From tech? Uh, he's from Texas. He's got the patch and not, uh, um, fuck. Talking about Popeye. No, <laughs> God damn it. He's a, Oh fuck. Oh my God. Hey Siri. Who is the politician with the eye patch? Dan Crenshaw, a Tulsi Gabbard and Dan Crenshaw bill versus Trump DeSantis. Uh, I go Trump DeSantis and I, and I know you said not to give you an immediate answer, but the reason for that is, is I think a lot of these people have been inspired by Trump. I think that Ron DeSantis himself is inspired by Trump. Um, I think he's getting a lot of his like game plan, which you do got to be a big bombastic kind of bully. That's right. (laughs) That's right. A little bit, man. for sure. It's it's there's something to say to that, but I'd like to see a Tulsi Gabbard, Dan Crenshaw, sure. like that's two different part. Like they're coming together. That'd be a wonderful third party. I'd love to see a third party. I want to see a third party. Sure. Trump's the closest thing to a third party. I'll give you that, and I kind of kind of see why that's. But dude, like I could just listen to Trump for hours when he talked. He never bored me. He was always exciting, and I'm like. You know, American politics are not always the most fascinating things for, you know, 20 and 30 year olds. They just aren't. So when Trump talks, I'm like, this is going to get young kids into politics. This will get anybody who likes entertainment into politics. When he speaks, it's entertaining. Like it's, you know, I'd never want to turn Trump off. A lot of people are like that. What? Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm not going to debate anything about that. I I was just curious about your music like is it it, it's purely for trump and it's not like or is it so what one of the one of the we talked a few a couple months ago i've been trying to get you on the podcast and we've just kind of been playing some tag yeah yeah. and i reached out to you as often as i do with people after i'm like drinking a couple times and i'm talking with friends i'm like oh yeah i forgot about the guy and like i need to get him on and it was, I was think just thinking about you one day, and I was like, I gotta get him back on, because, uh, like you were. There's an episode you like. I get random YouTube comments about our episode from like a year ago. Like I'll still get a random comment. I'm like, what the fuck? Like people are still watching this from like a year ago. Like I'll still get random comments. And it's you, and there's another guy that I had on. His name's like Flat Earth Dave, and he's a flat earther. And like, I'll get random comments on that. And I'm like, I gotta get him back on. Like, and 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 so when I see that, where I get a lot of traction from your episode and Flat Earth, and I'm like, I could see how people would create content because there's a niche out there that I, that you could capitalize on. Yeah, like I, mean, I look, thought for Ryzen, I was like, you know what? I could do a flat earth podcast. Like I could talk sure every month, every, you know, few weeks or two weeks or whatever and do a flat earth podcast and probably rake in because there's like a, a niche out there that's looking for that. For sure. And I won't deny that I have a huge fan base that's that are Trumpers and the quote unquote deplorables and people that are literally 
just about politics. But BBC put my black ass out to. Well, every is that what? And I saw the BBC thing. Is that is that is that also why you would lean into QAnon? I mean, I was already leaning into QAnon, which is why they contacted me in the first place. But after they broadcasted my ass in 76 different countries and translated what I said all around the world, oh, wow. my fan my fan base became 90 percent a Republican. And, 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 you know, the other 10% are fucking people on the left who hate me and send me fucking death threats and fucking crazy shit all day. So I want to get to that point, Nick, how do I get to that point where <laughs> I get fucking death threats? I've had some controversial people. I've had some DMs. I've had a few people keep, get mad. If we keep doing these, I guarantee that some of them will come your way. Bring it on. I love those fucking little keyboard warriors. Bring it on. But um, so listen, like I, I don't, you know, make music just because, you know, I think it's going to be marketable. Obviously, I know that. I know, you know that I mean? you're already making music because you're talented and you're passionate right and you love it. But I am. But, and, so I'm asking, you, okay, sure. are you OK? Are you leaning into it? Like, yo, I mean, kind of just. Of course, okay. of course, bro. Especially because I love it. I want that. Thank you for being honest. A hundred percent. I love you. I love you, man. I'll be see through with you because the people that are not into this stuff, they're not passionate and they don't hit me up in the DM and they don't fucking save my Spotify song and rotate it all fucking day. Some of these people are listening to me because they think that or they know that they're elevating somebody in this community that's going to be on their side politically. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm like, go ahead, motherfucker, like all day. Because they're not wrong. I mean, I am, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a full-on believer in QAnon. I'm a full-on believer in conspiracy theories. You know what I mean? And that's not going to change with money, fame, or more notoriety. You know what I mean? Like, it, it obviously hasn't already. So that keeps it real, real. If you didn't... If you weren't getting so much traction with the QAnon and with the anti-left and the pro-right, let's still be doing it because you would, you would still be yeah. rapping about that. And, and, yeah. and pretty, there's not, there isn't anything else you'd like. Okay. I mean, listen, I, I'm going to do a lot more music. That's just mainstream music. That's not connected to politics or conspiracies in any way, because that's the one thing about Nick Natoli that is separate from all these other MAGA rappers and all these other woke rappers is that I will just hit you with a country song or a song about, you know, a big booty or something. I will do a song like that because I love making music and nobody's going to tell me different or stop me from that. So that's the thing is that you don't know what you're going to get from me. Like as of late, it's been a lot of politically charged stuff, but I just did a song the other day that has, you know, no connection to any of that stuff. And it's one of my best songs. So I'm, I'm unexpected. You don't know what's coming next. I know. Cause when we last talked, you weren't really focused on hip hop and rap. You were kind of going more towards a country route. Yeah. But then like, re like, yeah, for a while now you have been kind of still doing a lot of rap type things yeah. do you think as often as you are putting things out it's it's crazy like how long does it take you to write a song like i listened to your kintaji brown one today yeah, yeah. and i was like it's pretty well written there's a lot of good bars in there <laughs> thank you brother and, and you have a lot of, and you're, and you're constantly turning shit out. That's like, like as much content as you're creating, like you're doing it a lot, like you're doing it frequently, but it's about current event stuff. So it's not like you're writing shit and, and, and working on it for months or weeks. Like all. you're putting it yeah. out like now. Yeah, like, I wrote that so in like, like 
six hours after I saw that fucking dumb bitch get on and say she couldn't what define a what a woman. I was disgusted. I was appalled. And that was all the motivation that I needed. She wrote the lyrics to that song. I didn't even have to write it. She put enough motivation and anger inside of Nick Latoli that it came right out stream of consciousness. So, and I'm going to be doing a lot more of that, you know, topic, you know, chasing a little bit because at the end of the day, you saw Platinum Hit. That was 10 years ago. What was the plot of that show? It was that, you, can you write a song within six hours? You were timed. So I come from that. And wow, so I think- yeah, good point. Hey, you know what I'm saying? 10 years yeah. later, I'm, I'm strong with that. That's what I do. And doing it in different genres, that's Platinum Hit. So for I, me- Yeah. I remember I you talking Bravo, about that and saying how good that was for you. Like Before I got on Bravo, I was literally just a kid with a guitar. So I, I really started on Bravo's platinum hit. And for me, it means a lot to me. It's like the basis of me, you know, as far as when I got introduced to the world, that's how people got introduced to me. So for me, I have respect for that and I admiration for it and I carry it with me. It's still with me. You know what I mean? Like I'm still you know, on platinum hit in my mind a little bit when I get in the booth. Are you, how like, often do you, how often do you think about Cause there are, you're a producer, you're a music artist, you're a rapper, a country, like, but like no disrespect to tell you when I say this, sure. but people like you are a dime a dozen. So reality stars, yeah, sure. Not reality stars, but just rappers, musicians, oh, producers, you guys 100%. are a dime a dozen. So yeah. you have to do shit that sets yourself apart to yeah. be the part of the cream of the crop that rises to the top. Now read so a pig because a pig is a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, you're so, so spot on, bro. That's so, what it is. So you had to get there and you did. How often do you still like that was 10 years ago. Do you still yeah. look at that experience as like what a pivotal time in your life and like what kind of, access you got and what kind of uh knowledge you gained from that experience yeah, I, I do man because it was so monumental while we were shooting it afterwards the show were you conscious out. of that were you conscious of that while you were doing it how monumental that was oh, or were oh, you absolutely. just like fucking donna summer was walking in judging our songs and then jermaine dupree was coming in after him next to ryan tedder right. we were in we were in one of the biggest like most expensive sound studios with the best equipment they prepped this thing like it was going to be american idol the new american idol so the budget was insane um, you know, obviously the show didn't do that well in, in America and it was like kind of a failure of a, of a TV show. They never did a second season. I would didn't. love, I would oh, give my right nut to fuck <laughs> Jewel. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say to see a second season of that show. No, no, to fuck Jewel. <laughs> I just want to yeah. fuck Jewel. I'd give her my right testicle to fuck her. <laughs> and my left, right in the mouth. You, I'm thinking about that right now, just. Uh, go on, sorry. She was gorgeous, but yeah, I mean, we didn't, we didn't know that. I just was... got canceled, Nick. I just got canceled. <laughs> Join the club, brother. <laughs> we didn't know that it wasn't going to be the next American Idol. So while we were shooting it, our our time, our experience, it was monumental, dude. And so it's a stain on my life. Like I'll never forget that shit. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's you know it's it was something really impactful that happened in my life. Is, is that? Uh, that's amazing. I, I'm man, that's so cool that you got to experience that. What an amazing thing. Is there or has there been any desire or motivation for you to try and do something like that again? Like, are you trying to like search down other kind of reality shows or type things? Like, you know, what's so funny, dude? I got a call. 
I got a call yesterday about a new reality TV show that they're shooting. It's like some fucking game show, something about like Jenga and shit. And they, they no. want to put, yeah, they want to put me and my fiance on. We have a call with them literally scheduled tomorrow. What time is it for tomorrow? Like 12 or something yeah. like 12. Yeah. Um, that's so funny that you say that. So I'm not aching to get back on reality TV. This oh. is to, this is to compete for like five or six figures is what they said. So I was like, wait, I'll hold the call. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll check that out. But I'm not I'm not dying to do that. I'm doing my own vlog channel with uh, me and my fiance are just kind of like living everyday life. I just put out two two episodes, I think three episodes. Um, one of them is like my birthday party. So, so check that out if you get a chance. It's called uh, Nick. Yeah, Nick and Orchids Vlogs, or it's Natoli. Natoli and Orchids Vlogs. Hold on. And, yeah, it's us just kind of having fun, dude. Natoli and, and orchids. Like How do you spell flower. orchids? O R C H I D S. Yeah, you got it. Vlogs. Vlogs. Okay. On YouTube. Natoli and orchids vlogs. It's pretty entertaining. We show like some of her um, makeup, or we're about to show some of her makeup in the next coming episodes. She just did a crazy Voldemort on me. I don't know if you see my Harry Potter video, dude. Yep. It's fucking lit. So. Oh, she um, does that. She does all the makeup, dude. She's a special nice. effects artist. She's incredible at it. And um, yeah, so we're just kind of highlighting our lives, dude. keeping it, you know, somewhat PG. How hard is it to, you don't drink anymore, you said? Mm-mm, mm-mm. You motherfucker. Would you, would you be like, yo, I'm going to have just one crazy night? You know, of like- I feel like I would drink with you, dude. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, would you go to, Ve- would you meet me in Vegas? Could we have like just a wild fucking time in Vegas? <laughs> like a party, dude. Yeah. You know, <laughs> damn, that would be fucking fun. Like bring your girl, like I'll bring a girl. We'll just like, we'll, we'll have a good fucking time. Gam- we don't even have to gamble. We'll just like. That sounds like a party, man. And you know what else is funny? Uh, I've had a few drinks now. Look how much I've had. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, to, you know, as listening to some of your songs, I was like, I bet you I could like, I, I, I'd like to do a song with you. Like, do you do that? Like, how often do you Dude, do collaborations? If like, you were with me in the studio, we would come out with a few bangers, guaranteed. Dude, I'll and- just, you just send me the MP3 or 4 or whatever. I can send back a little... Like I won't allow it to, to, to not make music around me. If you're hanging around me, like you're gonna make you're gonna make a song. That's nice. just it's standard. <laughs> Hell yeah. What's next for you right now? Like, so you've got the Kentaji. Do you have like you have a Leah? Yeah, Hunter Did- Biden's laptop is the next single that I'm dropping. And it's good, it's a banger, dude. This is like it's a conspiracy song, but you wouldn't know it. It just sounds like a top 40 a radio smash um it's so fucking good dude i wish i could share it with you right now but it's not out yet and um yeah so i'm just talking about hunter biden's laptop which we should all be talking about after fucking crack cocaine and fucking underage girls and you name it was found on this laptop and they're trying to shuffle it down with will smith's slap i'm like when i saw will smith's slap i looked like the most staged thing i've ever seen in my life i was like "You you guys really believe that will smith got on stage and slapped Chris Rock in front of millions of people. I was like, nah, this is because they want you talking about the Oscars because nobody's talking about the Oscars right now. And it worked like a charm. Every page okay, I went well, on. Okay, well, if you want to go ultra conspiracy theory, I would say 
maybe Will Smith had something to do with that, but not Chris Rock. I've, I've watched too many videos and, and too many angles of Chris Rock had no idea that was coming. Hmm. So I could see if you want to say they said, hey, Will, go do something like this. Sure, sure. Because they did practice. They did practice. They had um, rehearsals. They knew it was happening. Oh, of course. Of where course. he was sitting. So sure, he could have. And they just not told Chris Rock because at I the, because I do not day, think I don't think seemed, go ahead. It just seems like what they wanted to achieve, they did, which is what have everybody talking about not only the Oscars, but Will Smith and Chris Rock. And my girl said the other day, she's like, watch Chris Rock come out with a tour that's coming out in three months from now. And we all, you know what I mean? Like, that's well, he already had that scheduled. He already had the tour. Oh, scheduled. He, did have a, <laughs> he does have a tour scheduled. <laughs> He already, no, he had a schedule before that, but of course, why wouldn't you? Like, yeah, you would I mean, already have that schedule. Like, if you're going to be a host of the Oscars, you better have a tour scheduled after that because you're going to get publicity after yeah, that. That's true. It's and so, I like, I don't think that I don't think like if you look, he's he's not that good of an actor. Look at his face. <laughs> look at his reaction. And just like when you like the very first thing I've watched it, I, 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 I love a good conspiracy theory. I'll get I'll get balls deep. I have no agenda. I'm not left. I'm not right. I'm Ryan Westa, who doesn't give a <laughs> fuck what you think. I care how you think. And I want to see right. how all these different people think. I love but that. I can think my own way, too. And I'm a really good thinker. And I wanted to see what's going on with Chris Rock. And so let me see what happens to him after he gets slapped and, and up right into it. You can tell he's like, oh, shit, <clears throat> I made yeah, like a, a I made the tamest, lamest. That wasn't even a hardcore joke. I made a G.I. Jane joke about a dime piece. Let's fuck Jada Pinkett's a goddamn dime piece. And I and I'm here to say right now, I have had some relations with women just like Jada Pinkett, who are fucking hot as fuck and <laughs> crazier than batshit. They are so amazing in bed. Will Smith, <laughs> I get it, dude. I fucking get it, bro. I get being on a leash by a dime like that. That's amazing in bed. Can Are you kidding me? Jada Pinkett fucking throws it down. She throws it back she's throwing it back <laughs> looking back like yeah it hit me like i'm telling you what people are saying that throwing that meme around like with jada pickett saying i'm not impressed tupac would have shot her uh-uh oh, she should be posting that meme of saying i'm not impressed august hit my ass harder than that jade is in august you don't know who august is no <laughs> who's august Get the fuck out of here. I got to go piss. You Google. I'm, I'm, Let me, I'm, I'm going to go take out, a leak. Brother. I'm going to take a leak real quick. Go I'm ahead and pull your little phone. Pull up August and Jada Pinkett Smith. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? Reptilian brain. And you don't understand <laughs> this basic shit. I hear your girl laughing back there. I got her cracking up. Your girl likes me. I can already tell. We August would have a lot Alcina? of fun. You bring tell educate your man. Tell him about August. Uh, Jada Pinkett's ex, August Alinsa <laughs> Alcina. Never heard of this person. Did you hear me, bro? I was like, I gotta wrap up in like 10 minutes. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? I'm so sorry. God You're damn good. it. You're all good. Did you read up on August? I did. All right. So Jada Pinkett was banging August for a long time. <laughs> 
had no idea, dude. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy shit. I so I could see somebody saying Will Smith go do that, and, and but eh, I think it was all organic. <laughs> I think it was organic. Yeah, well, well, I didn't mean to take up all your time. Holy shit! No, you're good, man. We're good. I think we did like an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, good. Well, uh, let's do this again. For sure. What uh, what, what would you like to tell my people? How can people find you? Um, what, uh... Yeah, everything is at Nick Natoli, N-I-C-K-N-I-T-T-O-L-I. Um, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I got a lot more music coming out like daily. There'll be new bangers dropping every day on my Spotify and iTunes. But um, music videos. Oh, I did a song called Save Women's Sports. I don't know if you heard that. It's about the transgender swimmer that won. And it's fucking hilarious. So I'm going to be doing a music <laughs> video to that. It's going to be aggressively uh, pubic is the best way that I can put it. I'm going to put myself in the weirdest speedo you can. And I love your videos, man. You must have a lot of fun with those. I do, man. I am literally it's it's hard to like even get through them because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, they're hilarious. All right, everybody. Nick Natoli. I uh, find him on, I, I I prefer him on Spotify and YouTube. I mean, your videos are fun. Right They're great. Uh, yeah, this was fun. I, I hate, yeah, this, let's do this again. We Anytime, got some more bro. time. We'll, we'll bust down some more uh, alien For sure. shit. For sure, brother. Yeah, we have so much more to get into. I barely, I think we just barely scratched the surface today. Yeah, but you know what, dude? What I've noticed with these podcasts is the ones that were just like two people talking as opposed to like trying to come up with questions and answers are the ones that resonate the most with people because that's how they are in real life, so. Oh, yeah, I've never came up with any questions for anybody. I just go. Yeah, and, mo- and a lot of people can't do that. So that stream of consciousness that you have, that's just, you know, it's beautiful. Well, that's why it's the best podcast in Kansas City, if I'm being real. Best uh, in the West, uh, if I may, sir. Best West of the Kansas City border or something. I don't give a fuck. I, I've, you know what? Now I'm drunk and I'm done. I'm glad, I'm glad you've ended this. I've had too much. Uh, let's set up a date and meet up in Vegas. Dude, I'm down, brother. When's the next I'm- time you're going to go? You know what's funny is I was just thinking I, I'm due a trip to go see my family. So because my, my, my brothers still live out there. My sister's out there. Um, probably in the next couple months, dude, to be honest, it's summertime. It's like the best time to be in Vegas. So probably soon, man, I'll let you know ahead of time. That's where let, we can meet up. Yeah. Let me know. I might, yeah, I might do it. We could do like a live podcast and like outside oh, of all fun. that. I just want to, I just want to kick it with you. I've really like sincerely think you and I would be like legit fucking real life friends. Like, likewise. Like, yeah, I, I like to consider that we already are brother. But yeah, me too. Ah, Nick, but you're in, the man, dude. But in real life, outside of the matrix, right now we're Ready Player One friends. I want to be like <laughs> a real friend. I want, yeah, I want to shake your hand and give you a hug. I could dig it, man. Likewise, virtual hug coming for me right now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Nick the toy, uh, find him oh, on uh, hey, come everywhere. Hey, what's up That's to my it. Chick? Yep. Hello. Hey, there you are. I've, yeah, I've seen you in a couple posts here and there. Here and there. Orchid, Ryan, Ryan, Orchid. Nice to meet nice, you. Yeah, nice to meet you, Orchid. We're due for a Vegas trip, brother. Let me know I'm, when. You let me know. I'll make All right, it happen. Cool. All right, brother. All right. Well, I'm going to end this. Stop recording. <laughs>